0: Welcome to the second episode of the Good Ones podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lara, and today I'll be bringing you more good ways to be successful. For this episode, I decided to introduce more of an open panel discussion. I think it's important that we take a moment to address the recent events in our country, so I brought in students with unique perspectives to debrief the presidential election and help you get through this time. So, Without further ado, here was our discussion about the 2020 presidential election. Welcome to the panel section of our podcast. We're going to be talking about the election and how students can be successful during this time. I'm here with Bram Sassner, Sam Hafner, Colin Stenzel, and Joel Clark. I guess we'll start with how did students participate in the election, even if they weren't seniors uh, this year?
1: So uh, I saw a lot of students, uh, particularly on Instagram, posting a lot of uh, of stuff about Joe Biden and voting and how you should vote.
0: Uh, so I, I'm sure we're all surprised by how close the election was this year. Um, especially because we saw a lot of Trump supporters and Republicans going to the other side, or at least they said they were uh, during Trump's presidency, but then we saw in the results that it was actually a lot closer. So what do you guys think of how the election turned out and how, how long it took to get everything um, decided?
2: I don't think it was surprising how long it took because we knew that like mail-in ballots were going to take really long to count. So, like, that's why it took so long.
1: I think demographically how, like, Trump pretty much outperformed the polls. And, like, even though he still lost, he's outperformed the polls in pretty much every state. And uh, he's polled better with, I think, black voters. He's polled better with Mexican voters. And uh, that really surprised me that was a bit of a shocker i think joe biden maybe didn't do a good enough job at campaigning towards those groups of people
0: yeah well also like state-wise uh we saw um some states that that maybe donald trump was upset about losing if he if he campaigned there a little bit more or, or even joe biden that some of those swing states that decided the election in the end
2: um michigan what we need to understand is that even though there are more counties in michigan that were red the counties that were blue had like 90 percent of the population or something that's so true. like it doesn't even i, I think that like in
1: like for instance in georgia i think that there's a uh, you know been in past years specifically by republicans there's been voter suppression in places like atlanta And I think that this year we saw a a a large amount of mail-in votes by by minorities in particular which is why we saw you know such significant change I guess and why we won
0: yeah cuz all the Democratic votes are coming later right in those mail-in ballots
1: Mm -hmm. And I don't think they would have considered mail-in before, but (laughs) since COVID has started, I think that it's now a big thing.
0: Schaffner, do you think that uh, those mail-in ballots are instead maybe not so Democratic-heavy and some fraud is involved?
2: Um, I don't actually think that there was a lot of fraud, but um, I do think that a lot of the votes... um, didn't go to the right place.
0: Okay, so let's uh let's move on to how like some some more student related stuff um and like locally I guess, uh, how can students deal with the results of the election if they are um, maybe disappointed by the results. Well,
2: I guess I went to, San Francisco like the day, whatever the morning of that like Joe Biden was announced, by a lot of the sources that. He was president elect, and like, there was a lot of people celebrating, and you could tell like most of them were probably not even of voting age, but they're still like out there.
1: Oh, I'm sure about like ninety or something percent of the the students in this area were pretty pleased with the results of the election. Certainly, we can do better on voting with stuff that has to do with the state like all the propositions we i uh, from my opinion we did really bad and a lot of the propositions that i think would help enact you know progressive change uh did not pass they got destroyed so i think the focus was completely shifted on the presidency senate uh congress and whatever and Propositions that just like weren't really paid attention to, and I mean, we were expected to, I think, flip the Senate, but didn't happen. You know, you so mean, I think it's Democrats. Yeah, Democrats were expected to take the Senate, uh, didn't happen, and I think that I think it's important that it's not just uh, two presidential candidates. So I think it's important that students learn about all the stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. There was a proposition in California, at least for an amendment to um, allow uh, voters that would be 18 by the general election if they were 17 to vote in the primaries. So were you, were you in favor of that, would you say, or, or what do you think about that uh, proposition?
1: I'm in favor of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, more people voting, that's great. There was one that like, people who used to be in prison were able to vote. That was like pretty much I feel like the only good thing that came out of the, I think it was Prop 17, that was the only good thing that I saw come out of these propositions.
0: Well a ton of them failed, like
1: a crazy Yeah, way. well like the affirmative action one really surprising, it got destroyed. The Prop 22 with the uh, you know, the what do you call it, transportation apps companies or whatever, they, they put a bunch of money into it and it that one passed pretty overwhelmingly, which is surprising to me. I, I would just say that from the what has come of all the votes on the proposition, it, it leans right, which is kind of surprising in California.
0: Do you think a lot of young voters, especially like the youngest like student voters, are pretty um, left-winged and would shift the vote left more so? I guess in California that would probably be true, but anywhere like in general in the country,
1: it's it's hard to say because you certainly do have a a a lot of the younger you get the the further left you are, but then there are people they're like kind of like propagandist type dudes online, like uh, you know, freaking Charlie Kirk or whatever, that are just like filling filling uh, young kids' minds with just complete nonsense and it's i think that has a pretty significant effect effect on uh younger people
0: well also parents too and even the news networks oh yeah that they definitely watch, i think that definitely has an effect on especially younger people's minds mm-hmm. and even even older voters too like i don't want i don't want to point out like fox news specifically but just how they'll say something and then without proof people will uh, just believe what they say and then start, like, advocating for that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay, um, so I think whether or not, especially as a student, if you were happy with the results of the election, uh, whether or not you wanted Biden or Trump to win, I think it's important to just accept everyone's beliefs. Um, and we need to, right now, especially as a country so divided, I think we need to just, like, reunite, accept the president, and move forward with it. Like, Trump's efforts to get supporters on his side with, like, fraud claims, lawsuits, and his refusal to concede, um, I think, are kind of going against what Biden said in a lot of his speeches, which is, like, bringing the country together uh, under this one president. Like, I think a lot of voters were, like, very set on one side. So I think that is important just to come back together. You know, the election's over, and we need to accept Biden as our president.
1: Certainly. You're, you're not wrong to point out flaws in our voting system, but, like, there are no, there's no grounds to what they're saying. There's no, like, proof of it.
0: But the, the fraud claims in lawsuits that Trump is Yeah,
1: I, I, it's just all baseless accusations, just being a sore loser, pretty much.
0: Yeah, and he, he needs to eventually like concede because well, once well, he runs out of like claims to make, he can't just like sit there and do nothing. Uh, otherwise...
1: Well, he's he's like he is like doing weird stuff where he's like firing his uh, secretary of defense and he's like appointing like he's firing people in the Pentagon and app- appointing like lackeys. So like these signs kind of point to something maybe he's trying to pull something off, but I don't want to speak prematurely on anything. It probably won't happen, but...
0: Yeah, well, it could also just be that he's trying to get his people in uh, positions that
1: keep... Yeah, I think for the the most part, though, like... I think probably most of those people Biden would just fire.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's going to
1: happen. He's just going to clean
0: it up afterwards, but... Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think Trump's just playing every card he can at this point.
1: Yeah, I wonder how far he is willing to go to take the election. You know, it's hard to say. I think it is dumb that Trump is not accepting the fact that he lost the election. I think, as Bram said, he's kind of taking out his anger on everyone. Yeah. I think it's kind of weird. I think he should just accept it and kind of move on from it.
0: Or if he does choose to go the route of, like, running again, then what he'll probably do is just keep his because he wants to keep the supporters going so that he has, like, voters going into it. So I think that that could potentially be threatening, too, just, like, how he's um, how he's trying to keep his supporters right now against Biden and for him. I think he's he might continue to do that if he wants to run again. I
1: mean, there's, like, a loyalty to Trump that I have really ever seen before for a presidential candidate, like, by conservatives.
0: I think that's all part of his plan. I think that's... His strategy is just to have that strong following all right any last thoughts
1: 35 years for presidency that's too too many years we should we should make it like 10 what do you mean have like a 11 year old president I, or something. I think. we should we should lower it by one year every year so that eventually <laughs> a baby will actually take the oval office
0: and that concludes our panel thank you so much to bram sam colin and joel for contributing and i hope that left you the listener with a better understanding of this past election or at least a laugh or two thanks again for tuning in i hope you all enjoyed and i'll see you in our next episode where we'll bring you more good ones